Hello guys, and I welcome you to the Unadulterated Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Hishem and Shazli. And I'm Gerard. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about personal dreams, university, jobs, so on and so forth, and, well, definitely, a lot of things had to be put on hold or were, for lack of a better term, shattered due to the <laughs> current situation of 2020. Yeah. Well, current situation, meaning like the coronavirus, uh, we're also going to be covering that in a way of how it affects today's work environment. Uh, like maybe we'll relate it more to our line of work or just work in general uh, and the possible changes in the future, like after hopefully COVID subsides sooner than later, uh, how is the world going to be like? Is it going to be the same? Is it going to be different? Um, are people going to be doing things like maybe digitally, digitally to be safer or I mean, after COVID, are they going to prefer digital means of doing things? Are people also, we're going to try to cover, are they going to prefer interacting face-to-face or, or how is it going to be like? So we're just trying to pique our and your curiosity on how things are going to be uh, during COVID, how they are and how they are after COVID. Okay, so the first thing we're going to be discussing is personal dreams. What are your personal dreams and how can they connect to, let's say, a university and jobs? I'm not making any sense, I know. Let's say somebody has a dream of, of a specific major and then they have a different dream that's different from that major. They're like, okay, I go to this university, my dreams are ruined. Or my parents want me to be a doctor, but I want to be an artist. So those are not always connected. You know, they're, they're not always going hand in hand. That, that's really not how life works. What uh, do you think? I think it rarely ever goes hand in hand. I mean, like, when you look at the grand scheme of things, how many people actually have a legitimate dream? You know, like, for one thing, you yeah. got to separate um, the dreams and reality, right? And then mm-hmm. a realizing a dream to be put into reality, right? Because dreams is a very vague concept. You can literally have any type of dream you want. It's like, oh, I want to be a millionaire. I want to do this. I want to do whatever. But like, how often is it that people connect those two things with grounded reality, right? It's really difficult. Um, The easiest form that we see all the time is university majors, right? Um, A lot of the times your major, at least in the first couple of years, sometimes you'll be like, oh, my parents want me to do this or whatever. And then sometimes... You know, you, your parents eventually let up and then you finally get to do what you want. But then what happens? You're kind of stuck in the situation where you've spent, let's say, one to two years in university following a major that you're not really fond of. And then you're like, oh, I can finally chase my dream. So you start doing whatever you want. Now, yeah. do you repurpose yourself or do you just keep going in this dead end university thing just to get out and then yeah. start your path? Right. That, that's one thing that you also got to look at. Because some people, yeah. that's one of the things that uh, happens to a lot of people, myself included, right? I, first things first, I was like, oh, uh, went to university. It's like, I want to be computer science major. Yeah, programming, making games and stuff. Get into the huh. major has absolutely nothing to do with what I thought. It was so difficult. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm not going to. I'm not gonna like this. I don't, I already don't like this. Can you imagine if I had sat there in front of a computer for my entire life, just making code? And I was like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> I was done yeah. with that. So eventually, 
um, after I think it was a year, year and a half of sitting in that major and doing very poorly, very poorly, um, I basically switched majors, right? Yeah. I was like, all right, let's just go ahead and go to a different thing and see what happens. Switched over, went to accounting, and then things started changing, right? I had more time. I was able to do a lot more things and, you know, it, it just felt better for me. You know, overall, as a person, I was like, do I really want to do that? Computer science? Not so much. Yeah. Now, here's the funny thing. <laughs> when I switched to accounting, um, I don't I don't think in my mind back in the day, <laughs> right. I, I don't think I actually thought about actually working in that field. I was like, yeah, yeah. at the point at that point, like just as was, a subject. Not even as a subject. I was like, I just want to get the fuck out of uni. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> like no joke. I was like, like I want to graduate. I need a fast track out of here. But um, yeah, you know, it turned out to be really fun. I actually found accounting really cool in some sense. But uh, yeah, I found that I couldn't work here as an accountant simply because oh. uh, language barrier. Right. Not so oh, much okay. in spoken, but written all oh, the documents in every country. Oh, it's not every yeah. country. Every company. In- is in Arabic. So I was Arabic, like, I can't yeah. do that shit. <laughs> yeah. It's a challenge. yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, it's basically, uh, I guess, a process of discovering oneself. I mean, it's it's always, I think, it's not fair that when people are in high school and they're going to university, they have to decide then and there what university they're going to. I mean, you're still at a very early stage in life. How would you know? But again, as you said, that's not really the only determinant. You could switch, switch what you're doing and do something else and discover something better over time. Like, like my case, I also had a similar experience where I had no idea what university I wanted to go to. I like was researching for literally like two months, looking at different books and different majors and asking relatives, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually I went to pharmacy because it was a really <laughs> stupid, stupid reason. I was like, oh, I want to be a bodybuilder. Maybe I'll know about nutrition. And I'm like, oh, like God. <laughs> later on, I was like, no, this is not what it is. And I knew that, but even though I still went in and then, yeah. It didn't do so well, but then I switched to MassCom just because I wanted to pass, honestly, and I wanted something easier and better. But then I finished that, and then I didn't even work in that, and here I am as a teacher. <laughs> and uh, now I'm doing something else alongside it, which is voiceover, which I discovered in 2010. So, yeah, like you said, you discovered you like accounting. I discovered I like voiceover. I didn't know anything about that yeah. like 15 years ago. So over time, you discover different like different circumstances make you discover different mm routes you can take and different skills you didn't know you have yeah that's so true i mean with university and stuff a lot of us think that university is a gateway to whatever we're planning to do or like whatever dream we're pursuing but honestly i feel like at this point it's not really the case right you got university and everything but i feel like here at least in egypt university is something that's mandatory you yeah know, that you have to do it because like if you yeah. don't people within society will look down at you as like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> it's not just it's not just that but also unfortunately like if you don't have at least a certificate you won't be able to work anywhere that's yeah that's how, one of the things work. it's like yo if you're not yeah. uh, university educated that means you're a dumb shit it's like no that, yeah. that's not the case not true though yeah like there's all okay. kinds of different talents i mean for who, all we know like certain um, certain dreams, like I mean, let's face it, voiceovers. You don't need a degree mm-hmm. for that. 
Nope. Right? There are so many ways to enter the yeah, field. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, um, there's this yeah. video. I can't remember how long ago it was, but it was literally circulating YouTube, and it was called The Man with the Golden Voice. Right? Oh, it I was know that, that guy. Homeless, yeah, 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 right? It was the homeless yeah, guy. He, he was homeless, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was on the yeah, side he, of the highway. He's like, I got a really cool voice, blah, 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 or whatever. I can't remember what his sign said. But this yeah. guy saw him, and he's Someone like, hey, recorded man. him. Yeah, he's like, say something. And he said something. It was like, holy shit. This guy's voice is crazy. And <laughs> yeah, it went nuts. The guy eventually got yeah, a job. Yeah. You know, and yeah, his first commercial was uh, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. Yeah, was it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like cheesy noodles for golden brown breadcrumbs. I can't do his <laughs> voice, of course, but yeah. <laughs> now, like recently, when I looked him up again, he was um, a news anchor or something with uh, oh, really? the city. Yeah, yeah. It was insane. Oh, okay. Like, so things can change dramatically. Like, well, yeah. you know, that also goes backwards like you, you can change dramatically in a negative way and then you just end up yeah. out of a job you know um, very true <laughs> i mean like there's that that joke about um certain jobs or certain dreams being like yeah a starving artist type thing you know what i mean okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh you you want to do that what how are you gonna make money it's like yeah you start thinking about it, it's like oh no and you start just poking holes in this person's dream like we <laughs> are terrible people <laughs> just because like we conform to this idea where like yo if you don't make money you're a failure but yeah as, at the same time if you don't make money you can't live you know so it's like this double-edged yeah. sword it's like you if you don't make money period nothing will happen right mm. that, i find that yeah. really really bad like it's yeah. also one of those things that stops a lot of people from pursuing some form of dream because yeah, they're always they're like, always afraid that they're going to become broke. Or if you try to like bring it to them in, from a different uh, perspective where maybe, yeah, you can do this, but the your route and your journey is going to be much tougher and have a lot more effort on your side. Like you're saying, for instance, a starving artist. A lot of actors, I don't, I don't know about Egypt, but a lot of actors, they want to become actors. So they wait tables for years. Like uh, what's his name? <laughs> David Schwimmer. Who was from friends? Oh, yeah. He said he, he he was working as a waiter for twelve years Holy until he shit. was able to make make proper money off of acting, uh, like a hundred percent full time actor. So yeah, it's not it's not easy. If you want to take the hard route and you really want that dream, you're just gonna work extra extra hard to be able to feed yourself. And but yeah. at the same time, you're chasing your dream, just like what I'm doing. Like voiceover, I can't do voiceover on my own. No way in hell. I, that's why mm. I'm well. That, that's not well, actually. Well, fine. That's the truth. Yes, that's why I'm <laughs> a teacher. Fine. But that's not the only reason why I'm a teacher. But anyways, like a, at this um, point it, in your time, it's like a side gig type of thing. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but it's growing bit by bit, slowly. Some people like they make it in their 40s or 50s. Not just voiceover. I mean, whatever dream you have, and mm. even if it doesn't turn into an actual job, you can need to at least try to manifest it, try to work on it. Because a lot of people they are afraid of sharing what they want or what they want to do or pursuing it. But unfortunately, go, going back. Uh, not unfortunately, going back to the point you were discussing about money, uh, it is an essentiality. We can't deny it. We need money to survive. We need money to eat, to drink, to if you're renting a place, especially if you're living alone and not depending on your parents, you're going to need that. So yeah, true. you could start with that and you could, as some people, I watch uh, some uh, entrepreneurs, they say sometimes you have to eat shit for a while until mm. you can actually get to where you want to be so you got to like really go through have it tough maybe not even pursue your dream for 5 years even <laughs> then you can start yeah. doing that until you have enough that, money on your own that's the like, um, no, but, entrepreneur journey 
Yeah, so it's not it's not easy. It's not an easy process. Maybe for some people it is. They're lucky enough to be in an environment that would help them. Others, it's not. So, yeah. Yeah, it's when not, you say not, lucky to be in an environment that helps them, honestly, the first thing that like popped into my mind was like, okay. oh, I can get my dad to give me like you know a million yeah. pounds to start this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, stop it's, eating. It's true. Like, it's true. Oh my god, dude, I can't but stand honestly, that. Yeah, but I don't think it's the best. To, like. I'm not saying best approach. That's just their their luck. But I'm saying it's better if you earn it because you know how how worth like the worth of that dream or that job yeah. that you want. Unfortunately, you not it, a lot of people easy. care about like what it's worth. It's just like oh yeah, they see that end goal. I've achieved it. I'm good, and they don't care yeah. about how they got there. Yeah, you know, that, like not only does that happen with like stepping on people, but that's also uh-huh. with like you know taking handouts from your parents or like you know using your trust yeah. fund and like. For example, yeah. like Kylie Jenner, you know, okay. like, um, I can't remember. I think it was Forbes or some magazine. I don't remember exactly which one, but it's like they did an interview with her uh, because she's mm-hmm. like one of the youngest entrepreneurs, quote unquote, or whatever. Okay. And she's like, oh, um, I'm so happy, blah, blah. I was able to do this on my own. And I stopped reading the article after that. Right. Oh. Like, on your own. What, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> for one thing, you're this really famous person. And that alone gets you interviews, sponsorships, or people even looking at sponsoring you. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine how many people are out there just like trying to sell their own brand or whatever, and no one wants to approach them because they're nobodies. And then you get this, this little kid that's from like a really prestigious family or a very well-known family. And it's like, oh my God, you want to do this? Here's like $5 million. Here's $20 million. Yeah. Here's this. Exactly. And then this person's like, oh, my God, I'm a billionaire on my own. It's like, no, bitch. Sit down. You are not you had the, a billionaire yeah. on yeah. your own. Yeah, she had the right push, the right connections, the right funds. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the truth of the world. Not just one country, but many countries in the world. You, if you have the right, well, connections, of course, not just money. It will help mm-hmm. you to get there much, much quicker. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, but I but I hate when people look at that in that idea, and the, you, I think you mentioned that already of of then like, what's the point? Why should I try if I if I don't have these connections? But no, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. don't don't give up on it and just say, oh, that's life. No, that's not all of life. There's always a way. I know it's not easy. I never said it is. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta work. I mean, that's life. You have to work. Yeah, that's put the in thing. The They're always like um, instant gratification is what it was called. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, if I do yeah. this, I should get this. Uh, yeah. No, you have to wait for the returns. It's not instantaneous. Yeah. Uh, that's and one thing looking, a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, they just find, look at what's under their feet rather than what's ahead. Yeah. So, <laughs> which isn't the, the, the best approach. Um, looking deeper into the money aspect, if you're going to connect it to mm-hmm. Egypt, I feel like uh, one of the reasons why uh, they say like, oh, if you're not going to make money off of this major, so don't go here. Oh, you got to be a doctor or you got to be a whatever because it's going to make you good money or the pharmacist. I think that Bullshit. shows a, a, a lot of a lot of ideas here that people are very mm-hmm. money driven because a lot of people, their typical, not everyone, of course, but a lot of people, their t- typical dreams thrown out there is like, oh, you got to. For instance, travel to a, a, a what's it called a Gulf country and then come and make a shitload of money and come back and then buy buy a villa <laughs> the fuck, and then buy and then buy a car and then get married and then I'm like holy shit get like, married and have every... tons of babies that shows yeah and, and then buy buy a, a a beach house and like it's like it's all money driven man it's all cash yeah even marriage if we're gonna talk about marriage unfortunately most of it is money driven I'm sorry to say this 
Um, that, that's the truth of it. It's like buying and selling. And literally people, some say, when they have a daughter that's getting married, they're like, oh, Benishtiri Rogel, we're buying a man. Oh, what the fuck? Okay. The I've fuck? personally like, never heard that before. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It's it's a saying that some people, not, not everywhere in Egypt, but a lot of places, they do say that. And that's why they have, when they get married, they, I don't know all the details, but there's like mod and check. There's a shitload of stuff you got to pay mm. just because they believe that's how you secure your daughter. But okay. honestly, that makes strange. it insanely expensive. It's like you're paying hundreds of thousands of pounds. Like, my God, I just feel like so much things with the marriage, with college, with whatever. Mm. There's so much money driven ideas behind it. In, in Egypt. Well, I'm talking about Egypt because that's I what I know. I don't think oh. it's really money-driven as much as it is, like, societal pressure. And when yeah. you look at the upper crust of society and dreams and all that stuff, they don't really connect dreams to what they actually want. They yeah. connect it more of, like, oh, my dream life, quote-unquote, is to be yeah. married to this really rich guy, have a beach house, have this nice car, have this, mm-hmm. have, like, two kids, have someone else raise my kids so on and so yeah. forth you know to them that's their dream life but is that really yeah. a dream at that point yeah. well yeah it is yeah. technically but yeah. it's not the kind of thing we're really aiming at are we you know it's yeah. not something that's self-fulfilling sure you can be self-fulfilled by that all well and good but mm-hmm. that's not the dream the dream yeah you know yeah like is it really do you mean like is it really what they want as people yeah I mean, there are people that are very content and that is actually what they want. So, you know, that's cool. But others, they don't really see that. You know, they don't see that as a dream. To them, it's like, oh, it's kind of like a thing that they're going to do is like, uh, you know, whatever. It's a role. Yeah. Just a role and it's not something they really want. Yeah. That is actually something I wanted to reflect on as well, like connecting to uh, also like if we connect it to when students make a decision to go to college what do they really want versus what their parents want? Mm. And then society, not just university in life, like what do you want versus what society tells you? So it's, it's a struggle. It's a, it's a, like a, I don't know, tug of war, if you may. So life, a struggle life. Yeah. <laughs> so not, not everybody, I guess would be aware enough to want to think that way. And even if they are, it's not, they don't think that it's, uh, or maybe they're not brave enough, I guess, to fight against the ideals mm. and ideas of society to, to try to think of their own dreams, think of what they really want. Yeah. I mean, what do they want? So it's 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 easier said than done. That's what I'm trying to take into consideration here. Yeah, uh, I mean, it goes along with the idea that you were saying earlier that uh, everyone wants to have like a certain title, right? You want to be called yeah. doctor, you want to be called uh, yeah. engineer, like engineer, whatever. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that I feel is kind of bound or like thrust on you by society at that point. Yeah. You know, so it, yeah, it doesn't, unfortunately. it's not so much that it impedes what you're trying to do, but it, it clouds your, your idea of a dream because you're going for something, but is that really what you want or is it something that your parents want? Yeah. You know, like, at that point, you're literally just doing what your parents tell you. Then yep. at the end of the day, you graduate as an engineer, you get a job as an engineer, you don't have time for anything else. Because, like, yeah. everything was thrown away the moment you started following that path. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, some people are able to branch away. I know some people that, like, you know, took that whole thing. They're like, oh, yeah, um, the path I'm taking in university is just for me. It's whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they graduate. All right. Now that I'm, quote, unquote, an engineer, I can do whatever the hell I want. You know, some people mm-hmm. are like that. It's all good. And then mm-hmm. they can start pursuing their dreams. I know a few guys that are like that. It's really okay. cool to see that happen. 
It's amazing. Nice. You know, yeah. so they don't, they, they conformed for a period, you know, just to please their parents. Or, yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't say please their parents, but like, you know, do what just, their parents suggested. Yeah. Quote unquote. What they please, yeah. <laughs> and then they went off and did their own thing. You know? I've actually seen uh, like examples of that in real life. I had a friend who was with me in MassCom first year when I was in first year. And he said that he spent five years in med school. It's seven years in Egypt. And then he switched and came with us to MassCom. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. I'm like, why didn't you continue the last two years? He's like, dude, I barely passed with like a, a D and stuff like that. And he didn't really <laughs> like it. So he, he switched from behind his parents' back. Then they kicked him out, out of the house for a week. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> they, a little they, extreme. They just, <laughs> then they just accepted it because he switched already. And, and now he finished with us. And everything. <laughs> Nothing you can do about that. It's like, like taking holy it. shit. So some people, they take that risk and like after all that time. And I had another uh, rel- distant relative. He finished med school 100% and he graduated. Then he was like, I'm going to start engineering now. Like, what? Wow, okay. Like, yeah. yeah, he told his parents, like, it's all your fault. I wanted to be an engineer. Like, <laughs> like, now like that what? is weird. That is actually funny. <laughs> yeah, man. Like a lot, of, a lot of stuff like that happens. People, they just keep it inside for so long. And I'm like, yeah. it's, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's life so, for you. You know, a lot of things improve yeah. your way has to yeah. like following your dreams and everything you know those ted talks and like tedx talks and yeah. everything you always get yeah. those people who are like follow your dreams do this blah 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 blah. it's a lot harder than it actually looks yeah you know? yeah like i get it it's inspiring it helps kids stay on the path or it helps kids like reignite that passion which is great uh-huh it's perfect yeah but you have yeah. to tell the whole story like there's gonna exactly. be hurdles exactly. after hurdle exactly. after hurdle you know, it's it's nuts yeah um it's not easy never is yeah that, that's that's the best thing about it like when somebody really goes in and tells you exactly what they went through the hell they went through to get to where they are that makes sense <laughs> like um i don't know maybe this is not the, the best example but when i see a lot of big name voice actors that are like in a big movie like kung fu panda or in these big video mm-hmm. games i'm like oh my god i want to do that <laughs> when i started working in the field i started to realize holy shit you need to do a lot, and I mean a lot of work. You need to practice yep. every day. You need to audition your ass off, literally. Well, not literally, of course, but I mean like a lot. Uh, some people until you can, yeah, until you get there. It's not an easy process for for those video games we play and people that are in it. They didn't just get there overnight. Mm. For people to be noticed in an animation or a narration or get awards, even that is not an easy process. Some people it takes them at least ten years <laughs> to be noticed, yeah. maybe more. And so, some yeah, people any, just never make it. Yeah, some people, they don't make it or they just keep sticking with smaller jobs or whatever reason it is. But, like, any mm-hmm. job or any dream, you got to go through a lot. And some oh, yeah. people, they even have it, have it worse than others. Like, I know people that made it in the voiceover industry and they had speech impediments and they had vocal issues and they were still able to make it. And I was like, holy shit, wow. <laughs> That's so, dedication, man. Yeah, so it's those kind of stories when they tell you what they go through and they're just real about it. So yeah, that shows you yeah. that because yeah, we are we are human at the end of the day. No matter how famous you are, you're you're just a person that the media made you famous. <laughs> and unfortunately, people assume that it's oh, this person has everything and it was easy to get there. Yeah. No, n- not always. Ninety nine percent of the time or ninety eight, it's not. Yeah, I mean, there's this um, this TEDx. I don't remember where it was or who was speaking. It was this dude that was talking about like how he started this company um, and how it became really, uh, what was it, uh, really successful. Okay. Right? But when he started talking about, like, the origin point of his dream and how he achieved it, like, he started out and he's talking about, oh, I was in university in the States. 
I was doing this and that, and I was like sitting there, wow, this is this guy's speaking from this position of privilege, like oh, <laughs> uh, to yeah. me that was like your struggle was basically trying to get an idea that set you apart from somebody else. You know, I'm not wow. trying to diminish the idea that you know privileged people have it easier. I mean, yeah. yes, they do have it easier, but at the same time, there is a struggle. You know, yeah, I just feel like that person was highlighting the wrong points when he was trying to explain things to the kids Oh, or to yeah, the yeah. people, whoever his audience was, you know, so like, then, yeah, it's something that you have to keep in mind when you're mm-hmm. doing that kind of thing, because yeah. when you talk about your dreams or when you try and inspire other people, um, yeah. if you don't mention <clears throat> a lot of the struggles and things that they have to go through, when those people yeah. eventually reach that point of struggle, they're going to fail. Because they're like, holy yeah. crap, this is not what I expected. Um, yeah. A lot of the, that's what I see a lot of the inspirational, quote unquote, people here, like the yeah. speakers and TEDx and all that stuff, whatever. Okay. Those guys always speak about their successes and whatnot, but they don't talk about how oh. they reached it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They always, always leave out the journey. And yeah. some people, um, their journey was extremely difficult. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would have been more inspirational than your success story. Others, yeah. they they keep it under wraps because their success story is daddy's wallet. You know, that that's yeah, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's one thing, you know, so yeah. keep it however you want. But if there are yeah. struggles, you have to explain that because so many kids, so many people give up the moment something hits back. Yeah. You know, and that just kills everything kills your drive your creativity yeah. your creativity whatever it's it's mm-hmm. horrible yeah yeah people yeah it's it's not going to be an easy process but you're right about about uh, keeping it vague doesn't really inform uh, those who haven't experienced it it doesn't inform them of much of what the process is because the process is the main it, it is the most important part of of how you get there uh, so of course the journey is going to be different for every person but there always has to be some kind of struggle uh, just like metaphorically speaking when someone's training trying to gain muscle mass for instance if you're not sweating at the gym then you're not you're not doing things right really yeah like, you gotta work until you feel like something is happening something is taking place even if it's not at as as a as a greater how do i say it? it's not as effective maybe as somebody else but there is progress then okay that's your level of progress your speed but at least there's progress so People should also understand, even if they are putting up with whatever shit they're facing, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Don't always compare your journey to others. Look at other journeys, but don't think it's going to be exactly the same because it's not. Everybody has oh, a yeah. different experience. Everyone has in a different, different experiences way. as well. Yeah, yeah. It's just, but but uh, when it comes to handling um, fortitude, or sorry, not fortitude, handling adversity mm-hmm. and having the mental strength for that, that's something that isn't easily built. You know. That's something I think we should should teach, like starting with kids, teach kids at a, starting at a younger age that there is this these kind of challenges you're going to face in life. When it comes to either a dream or, or learning something or doing something, there's always going to be a challenge. So we, they need to know the truth of that. I don't know what age would be the most appropriate to start with that, but they need um, to know that. You can't just make it all sunshine and rainbow. like a perfect age. Well, there's no perfect age, to be fair. <laughs> but like yeah. the sooner you start on it, the better it will become later on. You yeah, know, I feel like people are babied a little too much. Yeah, um, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Like you, you, it's not always like your par- uh, parents saying, "Oh no, it's okay, I'll do this, I'll do that." No, 
by baby yeah. I mean sometimes you're sheltered you're a little too sheltered yeah, exactly. by the exactly. truths of the world you know yeah in order for you to really experience that um I think the only way to really break that is to travel around you know because like yeah. for a while you live in a bubble bubbles great yeah. and then all of a sudden your bubbles burst like oh my god my life was a lie type of uh, type of thing you know yeah 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 <laughs> uh, yeah it's because yeah go ahead go ahead oh no that's fine good uh because yeah we we as people tend to deal with a specific very specific social class and our uh, throughout our school years and college years very specific uh, type of people with a very specific type of thinking back and forth going from home to there there to home even if you go out you go to certain places that you're familiar with you would yeah. be oblivious to all other kinds of people that live in society so yeah, traveling is definitely one of those things that would help where you're on your own 100% mm. and you would experience everything on your own, providing for yourself, doing things, even if it's for a while in your back, but at least you got to taste that experience. Yeah. And there are other examples as well. Um, so yeah, that could help out. Yeah. I mean, like with work and all that stuff and your dreams and trying to achieve them, like other forms of adversity are, you know, literal pandemics. <laughs> yeah uh like yeah. what we're facing now i mean for one sure. thing a lot of people had to put everything on hold like yeah work was put on hold so like True. for example if you're trying to achieve uh, i don't know make a, a sales type of business or whatever or market a brand how are you going to do that when no one is able to sell anything or no one is able to buy anything no products can yeah. be moved you know so these yep. types of things are um directly affecting how people, you know, continue doing things or continue yep. trying to achieve something. You yeah. Know? So like, yeah, it affects to yeah uh, transportation, uh, communication, the work environment itself. Uh, a lot, a lot of things like uh, like when people like, for instance, we as teachers, we for a long time we've been teaching from home. Yeah. Uh, and we're trying and we're trying to just transfer everything after we used to like, for instance, pass out worksheets and we used to have these group activities and, and everything is just and it's easy for a student to come to you and ask a question later or during class and like oh, we were so used to that but now it's very different everything is online uh, <laughs> students for the most yeah, part are depending true. on on themselves of course they're getting help from us but there's still a big part where they're looking at content themselves studying themselves and if they don't there's nobody to tell them where's your homework where's your whatever yeah until there's no later follow-up on. yeah there's no follow-up so, and other work environments, of course, need, are different in a way where some people, they go a certain number of days a week or there's certain social distancing procedures and now they have to wear a mask. Everybody's looking like sub-zero everywhere. <laughs> so, or Scorpion, so, yeah, it's, if, you, uh, Scorpion. if you're a team Scorpion like I am. <laughs> Get over here! <laughs> They're both awesome, but yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's hard to pick. Anyways, um, yeah, it's like uh, everything's affected. Transportation, um. I don't know. Some people still take it and they don't care, but others like still they're very, very careful of how they move around. I say it's like they don't care. I mean, uh, there are some precautions that people take and whatnot. Um, yeah, but like yeah. with the current pandemic and everything like that, it it's it's got its pros and cons. You know, mm-hmm. um, what we can take out from all of this stuff is how much of our life can be placed online. You know, what yeah. I mean? Like, a lot yeah. of the things that we used to consider, like, oh, this has to be done physically. It could only be resolved if we're face-to-face. Uh, yeah. No, it can be done online now. You don't have yeah. to enter a place, be face-to-face with the person to convey a message that would take five lines on an email, for example. Yeah. Right? Or a simple text. Yeah. Like, this is yep. one thing that I think was good 
that came out of this yeah. entire situation because now yeah. we know the limits of what in-person work can be like productivity yeah. also at home is adversely affected it's really bad sometimes and it can also be really good um yeah. some people yeah. were not able to cope with it and they're like yeah. holy crap holy crap this is insane because everybody's at home still yeah. everything is going on i don't know what to do you know some people yeah. like myself as well i was sitting there thinking this is actually not too bad you yeah. know sitting at home yeah. and everything but it it took its toll on me physically right that yeah. was really upsetting um <clears throat> yeah reduced physical movement that was really bad for me um yeah. so my joints are just screaming in pain every time i move um <laughs> yeah yeah it's like yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's true some people uh it it, the, it really was really difficult for them to deal with because let's say they're very they're used to going out every single day literally whether it's for work or for or creativity or whatever reason and then all of a sudden all that is gone and they're like holy shit what do i do at home how do i entertain myself how do i like work how do i blah 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 it really is that <laughs> it's such an it's like uncharted territory to them but others there are other people well honestly i'm one of them that are used to being at home for a long time and have done that and i know i have a lot of ideas mm. of course there is a limit to everything and of course there's a point where you're like yeah. okay i've been doing this for months and months <laughs> i i need like to get five out months straight and you're like <laughs> yeah i'm like home. I'm like shit. I need to see people. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, there is a breaking point that people yeah. encounter. But then the good thing you mentioned breaking point that differs from person to person. Some people's breaking point is one day. Some people it's a few months. Some people it's two weeks. So yeah, some people it's yeah. like literally like one day. <laughs> yeah. So, but when you're put in the situation, you it might force you from a positive side to look at things you can do at home. Like some people are like, oh, I I only know how to train in the gym. I understand that. But some people are like, okay, I can't really sit around doing nothing and I have to train. And I've seen people online, they train their ass off that they're so worried about gaining weight yeah. or not being fit that they actually became even more fit than they were before COVID because they were inspired. Others, of course, they didn't do so well. Uh, I'm one of them. But anyways, um, <laughs> so in general, it, uh, that's just there are positive things coming from that. Some people maybe started reading a book and gaining knowledge they didn't gain yeah. before. Uh, maybe some people... Whatever they may come up with, there are many positive things you can come come uh, like come out of this. Maybe you would think you would come in touch with people you didn't get in touch with before, uh, because you have so much time to think at home than you usually do. Too much because, time for some, yeah, a little too much time <laughs> that we usually get swept up with life. You know, sometimes we don't really have a time have time to pause yeah, that's and true. think about things. So I think that helped. But of course, to others I know, it is very the opposite. That too much time to think is not really that great for them. Maybe they, they want to escape certain ideas or certain adversities they were facing. Or people. Other people, if they're... What? Or escape people. Well, or escape people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's another thing. <laughs> Other people, they're like... Uh, they are married with kids. Like, what? I'm going to sit with my kids at home all the time? What? I have yeah, to get I mean, to know like, them? Holy shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, I used to send them to school. <laughs> no, you can't. And now I so, can't. Yeah. Oh, shit. Now I can't. So, yeah, it's it's different for every person, but of course it has a great effect. But I'm just curious, how are people going to be like after this is over? Are they going to be more social beings? Meaning, I'm not saying about the digital part, I'm meaning like now that you're kind of deprived mm -hmm. from seeing people a lot, are you going to be striving to do that more? Because I face that a lot because of, I can't say just because of technology, but a lot of people tend to prefer texting only or online interaction over just going out and even just going for a walk. You yeah. don't have to go somewhere. You don't have to go to the movies or eat somewhere. Just 
just literally walking or just sitting and talking or anything like that. Yeah, so I agree with that. I mean, like, yeah. I know some guys that they do do that. They indulge in that kind of thing. It's all good. But, okay. like, how people return to life after this, oh, man. Yeah. There's some places have zero precautions. It's like, yo, yeah, here's, like, I know. some hand sanitizer. Sanitize yourself. It's like, oh, uh, what else is there? What do you mean, what else is there? There's nothing. Okay, I think it's time to uh, quit my job. <laughs> you know, it's not that extreme. Yeah. I mean, for some people, it may be that extreme, but um, yeah. let's face it. I'm walking around or I'm going to the grocery stores and stuff like that. Just like, you know, doing as much as I can to avoid yeah. people as well. Because let's know, the, yeah. the pandemic's not over. People treat yeah, it as not. it's over. And yep. again, like I'm walking around and stuff and I see people without a mask. They're talking, yeah. they're taking pictures like nothing ever happened. It's like, yeah. guys, what the fuck? You know, and when I, <laughs> yeah. when some people see me wearing a mask, they're like, why are you still wearing a mask? It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Do you not yeah. understand how this shit is? And then they're like, oh, but if you catch it, uh, you have like antibodies. I'm like, yeah, well, let's face it's not it. Guaranteed. If people, if, if um, not enough people get like the herd immunity type thing, there's a possibility yeah. of mutation. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's Who a knows? big deal. No one knows. I definitely don't know because I'm not a fucking doctor. Right. But yeah, exactly. All I know is I'm still going to be wearing my mask from whenever or like wherever I go because that's just preventing other people from getting something from me. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. that's the purpose of a mask. It protects other people from your own saliva, from your own germs like, that come out your mouth or your nose. Yeah. So, yeah, it's to, pro- you know. to protect others, not like it's both ways. Like you're supposed yeah. to protect others, maybe from yourself. You don't know if you have it or not, and protect yourself from others. Like people think it's like, oh, I'm not scared of it, blah blah blah. Okay, but it's both ways. You're not protected. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm not and scared. Some people, I'm not gonna wear a mask. It's like, okay, well yeah. you're not scared. What if you cough on somebody's face, and yeah. like they catch it? What happens they then? Catch it. <laughs> and about the and about the immunity part you mentioned, it's not guaranteed. I've known people personally mm-hmm. that they they had it and they were really sick. Then they got better. They're like, yeah, they're great. Then two days later, they 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 got much worse and they passed away out of nowhere. They're like, holy mm-hmm. shit, what the hell happened? They were just better. So yeah, this is a very very unpredictable disease. It's it's just it's yeah. insane. There are a lot of uh, symptoms we still don't know about. We don't know what the cure is 100%. And then there are all these weird-ass yeah, we rumors do. going it's around. Turning, uh, turning yourself into a Russian bear. That's what it is. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. You that's yourself some thing. Russian mutagen. It's not even yeah. like an antidote. It's a mutagen that'll just turn you into, like, fucking beast. <laughs> Who needs Maybe antibodies that... when you can't get diseases, period? <laughs> yeah. You become a beast. Yeah, it's just... It's uh, it's very unpredictable. It's But uh, what makes me sad is because I've seen this video where... They were comparing the Spanish flu of 1918 to the coronavirus of today, which is mm-hmm. about 102 years apart. And they had this very similar mistakes to what people do today. Like well, there was, I think, in the U.S. where they were trying to social distance and stuff. And then one of the Don't states, even bring they, up the U.S., dude. Those people are fucking stupid, man. Okay. In general, <laughs> like they, 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 had, they had zero cases and they're like, yay. Then they had a military parade. And they had a second wave. I'm like, shit. Bruh. So th- that's just worrisome that, yeah, it might happen. I'm not saying I would wish that. But unfortunately, based on what I'm, the actions people are taking in many countries around the world, not all countries, um, it's just bad. Like, how can humanity not have progressed in 100 years making the same exact mistakes of, like, I don't know what to say, man. It's just, it's weird. 
because they were making fun of it like somebody time travels he's like i've come to the future do you have <laughs> like uh, la- lasers in your nose to prevent the prevent the disease like no we have masks but they're blue <laughs> and they're like what okay <laughs> so it's not that much different so yeah there's really no difference i mean like at the moment i'm thinking to myself like was there any changes like you asked due to corona or like the rona as you would want to say so you don't get <laughs> like rona. you know shut down on like certain media sites yeah. Well, no, things did not change because motherfuckers is still out there without a mask and they're like, yeah. oh, there's no such thing. Oh, there's these people that are just like in such a pool of denial or like they want to go back to what life was like. Yeah. But you can't. And yeah. they just Hard. try and force it. Yeah. You know, and I just yeah. I can't be on board with that. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just something that <laughs> I will simple. truly never agree with. Yep. You know, that, that concept is just like, bruh, you can't be that dense. <laughs> I think it's like I've been trying to interpret that just literally just looking at people in the street, seeing how they're just walking around their merry lives and, and just being so carefree about it. Mm. I think it also stems from a point where people, some people, have this idea that if I can't see it, then it's not a threat. <laughs> if, if I don't experience yeah. it with somebody close or with myself, then it's yeah. not a threat. Kind of like it when you watch the news. Yeah, when you watch the news and there's like, oh, and there's an explosion that happened in whatever country that you probably never heard of. Like, oh, it's far away. But then when it comes to you, shit gets real. So, yeah, yeah. and I've had a friend who was like that. I was like, oh, how are you doing with the corona? He's like, oh, I'm living my life and stuff. But then he was just ignoring everything. (laughs) But then he had a very close relative that passed away. Then he started getting taking it seriously. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I wish for that to happen to people to take it seriously. But I'm saying it doesn't mean you can't see it. Because the idea of it being almost, it's not invisible, but it's microscopic. We can't see bacteria or whatever. Mm. But it's almost as if it's invisible. So we really don't know who has it and who doesn't. We don't have some kind of technology that, like goggles that everybody can wear to see the bacteria. So I wish we that's had why that people, to see stupidity. Yeah, yeah, I wish. I would be like, okay, this guy has Rona. Avoid this idiot. So <laughs> I'd be like, Instead yeah, of Rona, would, it's like a stupidity meter. It's like 50%. Stupidity. I can yeah. deal with that. 60%? All right, get the fuck away. <laughs> stupidity man that'll be interesting that actually reminds me of the movie uh what was it called you recommended it before uh idiocracy idiocracy yeah (laughs) idiocracy Uh, i swear to god that's like not a movie that's a documentary about the future it is it is it's scary every time i remember that movie i'm like holy shit yeah (laughs) a lot of that happens like speaking of virus and like how it's microscopic and everything you know what else is microscopic shattered dreams okay (laughs) What? (laughs) what do you mean what are you getting at uh, nothing really. I mean, like, when you think about it, um, like, forget the idea of Shattered Dreams or whatever, but, like, I saw a huge uptick in people creating, like, online businesses during oh. the entire pandemic, and that was, that was really cool, right? Yeah, yeah. But then certain places, well, okay, this is just, like, a personal thing for me. It's, like, every okay. time I see someone, not someone, but, like, a business, for example, that was already mm-hmm. around. And then they start mm-hmm. selling you, like, mask or something or selling you okay. whatever. It's like hand sanitizer, whatever. Any type yeah. of thing that's, like, considered personal protective equipment. Mm-hmm. It's like, bruh, what kind of capitalist nature is this? And then I remember, oh, right, the entire <laughs> fucking world is capitalist. And it's like, yo, pandemic, another way we can make some fucking money. Yeah, of course. Sell of a course. mask, even though it's cloth. It won't really protect you 100%, <laughs> but it can be, yeah. like, 50% effective. Here's yeah. some hand sanitizer. 
it's 60 percent ethanol or, or what what's the, the yeah. alcohol ethanol i think it was it's like 60 uh, yeah, percent so. or whatever the fuck it is like some sort of alcohol it's supposed to be like 70 or something right yeah let's dilute it so we can make more of it and make even more money yeah and then you just yeah, false dude, advertise it's, like bro that's true. uh that's really shady really fucking underhanded unfortunately but, you know, that's yeah it's it's the way of the world <laughs> yeah, a lot of businesses, unfortunately, they exploit the situation to make money. Yeah. And yeah. people, I mean, come on, throughout history, nations have went to war just to make money. And they, they make money uh, off of war. Yeah. I mean, the U.S. has been at war for like a very long period of time throughout its history. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I remember reading it somewhere. And it was like the funniest thing I've ever seen because like it said that uh, the U.S. is something like 200, 300 years old or something. Or, like, a little less than that. And they've been at war for almost three quarters of it. (laughs) You know, so, like, if you want people going to war for money, there's your prime example. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, it happens a lot uh, in a lot of nations. Um, Yeah, I mean, the exploitation of the situation, I'm just repeating myself. So, it it exists. Repeat everything, repeat everything. Just like new age music, man. (laughs) That reminds me, I was watching this channel called uh, Cracked. Uh, There was this guy... This oh, old guy yeah. who's, who's saying if tr- if uh, if commercials were honest, and there's a lot of examples. So he got <laughs> oh, a commercial for for credit cards, and he's like, he started out the, the the commercial, and he's like, I mean the the video, and he's like, oh, here's a credit card for you and your offspring to be in debt. I was like, what the fuck? For like the rest of your life or something? <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> like if commercials are actually telling you what they mean, <laughs> yeah. it's ridiculous. So yeah, but it's really true. It's scary how true it is. But yeah, it's throughout the years and years and. Been, yeah, been happening. And, and through all of that stuff you expect people to still have dreams come on man <laughs> well yeah i mean if, yeah i mean actually that's a good point to tackle of how much the nature of of uh how do i say manipulation and so on right. may discourage may discourage a lot of people and exploitation through whatever business or whatever government or whatever it may be it does discourage a lot of people and it would shatter their dreams before it even starts but I just hope there's a way that not to, to go around that, a way to make people not look at that as a way of that it's the end of the world, that you need to tr- need to like, I guess, I don't know. I, I don't have all the answers, but it's just it is a thing I see. I has all the answers, so it's all yeah, right. you can say whatever the not. fuck you want. <laughs> of course not. But it's because I have met a lot of people personally uh, in Egypt that have this, this look in their eyes when they talk about their dreams and stuff that, of discouragement. It's like they're mm-hmm. broken. And I'm like, why are they so broken? I like, I know all the crap that is going on, but I'm like, that that's not how, like, I wish there's a way to reverse that, you know, and so many people that don't let society and, and the circumstances, don't let, cir- exactly, don't let circumstances dictate your life. Because oh. a lot of people just go with okay. the flow and they're like, okay, then I'll just go, go with, with it the as flow, well. Like King Jellybean? Yeah, I don't know what that is, but yeah. Oh, come on, man. You I don't know. Me, if, maybe, oh, okay, maybe I, I don't know if it, a lot of people will get that reference, but it's like Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I I just don't watch every episode seven times like you do. <laughs> oh man, that stuff was like yeah. holy shit. Save me. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a it's a good show. So yeah, that's so that's basically what we were covering. We're covering like how personal dreams in general or connected to uh, Corona or connected to society or you university. I'm sorry. You have a dream connected to Rona? Did you dream that like you were able to spread it willingly? <laughs> no, but I played I played video games related to that though. <laughs> yeah, like if people know the game Prototype with Alex Mercer. He oh spread God! The, 
the disease. <laughs> Everybody just stab somebody. It's like you got the disease. Yeah, like, turn you go around mute. like Oprah Winfrey. It's like you get the disease. You get the disease. <laughs> oh Everybody God. gets the disease. <laughs> They've used that meme has been used so many times for. I Oprah. fucking love oh it, man. God. It's amazing. Yeah, it's even though it's been around as fuck. I know, man. <laughs> it's like everybody gets a car. Yeah, <laughs> I actually missed the Oprah show. Anyways, yeah. So <laughs> we were discussing, yeah, university uh, dreams, coronavirus, how it affects the environment, how it may be after Corona, how do people deal with it, how have people dealt with it, how will you deal with it in the future? Um, we don't know. Uh, so yeah, every day it's it's. I guess I want to want to say it's an adventure because. It's just it definitely it's, it, is an adventure. It, it is, but yeah, it's just unpredictable, which is uh, good for some people, bad for some people. Actually, good for me in a way, even though there's not all good about Corona itself. But I'm saying unpredictability yeah. of things is, I think, is a preferred way of living. I don't like when everything's the the same and just just the same thing all the time. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, like what everyone should come out of this with is like some form of adaptability. You know, yeah. humans are yeah. very adaptive. It's yes. one of the traits that make us human, right? Exactly. Other than the idea of like, you know, having opposable thumbs and being able to make a choice. <laughs> but anyway, that's yeah. beside the point. <laughs> being able to adapt to yeah. any situation is the one thing that you should at least attempt to come out of. Yeah. Uh, or, sorry, to come out with in yeah, this type of environment, with. you know, like yeah, what's man. going on now. Like you can't always be going out all the time. Or, yeah. Like, yeah, it's that idea. It's like, okay, you used to go out every day. Try and limit it. You yeah. know, go out three, four times a week. You yeah. feel that uh, someone is kind of, or, you know, you go somewhere where there's a person that looks like he's sick. How about you avoid it? You know? Yeah. I was like, oh, you're feeling sick? Stay the fuck home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's all about being able to adapt. And that's how mm-hmm. we can really try and adjust literally mm-hmm. everything yeah. you know adjusting to the current state of the world adjusting your dreams to suit uh other people as well as yourself all mm-hmm. of these things is at the end of the day you yeah you know it, it's all on you it's in it's in your hands you know, yeah you have the ability to make things happen you have the ability to make things change yeah it's not on anybody to help yeah. your like help you achieve something exactly you know if yeah. they have common um, if they have a common interest, sure, then that yeah. person can jump on board and help you out. Right? Yeah. But don't that doesn't that doesn't happen all the time. So don't rely on that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like the mentality that I would probably say would be uh, my own, like my way of it would be like, okay, how would I be able to live my life throughout this entire pandemic, through the craziness of work, and still maintain some form of safety around myself. Okay. Well, I literally go out once or twice a week. Yeah. And that's it. And like, there have been a lot of times where a lot of my friends are like, oh, let's go do this, 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 this. And then like, you know, it ends up being like 10 people. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to skip out on that, even though I haven't gone out yet. Just because there's like a fuckload of people there and I'm not comfortable with that. Especially when I'm the only one wearing a mask. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you, yeah. Uh, there was this one time. I think it was one of the first times I went out at, in a very long time. Yeah. And I was sitting there. I had my mask on. Two of my friends had their mask on. And then the rest of the table had, like, no mask. And that was, yeah. like, roughly 13 people, including oh, okay. us. Okay. And I was like, 
I'm actually starting to feel a little uncomfortable with yeah. what's going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And at the and some of my friends at the table, one guy looked at me and was like, "Yo, why are you wearing a mask? Why are you restricting your airflow?" I'm like, "Restricting my airflow? What the fuck?" Yeah, I was like, "I'm not even gonna comment on that." Yeah. And then uh, another friend of mine was just making a joke. He's like, "You want to know why he's wearing a mask? Because those guys over there, they live in Corona, and over here." Without the mask, we don't live with Corona. I was like, "Oh my god, these jokes are like, yeah, it was kind of funny." But yeah. at the same time, it, it just yeah. kind of pops into my mind like, this guy, he's trying to live as normal as possible before yeah. the pandemic. You know, we yeah, honestly speaking, we cannot do that. We cannot go back yeah. to what normalcy was or yeah. normalcy, however the fuck you pronounce it. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's it, it's something that we shouldn't go back to. Yeah. Right. Not yet. I mean, not yet. So many people lost their jobs because the economy, or, yep. or not the economy, the people stayed home. What does yeah, that yeah. tell you about like our current situation? That tells you capitalism sucks. But anyway, that's <laughs> just my personal opinion. That is yeah. not anyone else's opinion, and definitely not this podcast's opinion. Because uh, you know. Yeah. Anyway, let's not get into that. But okay. yeah, <laughs> it, it sucks. Yeah. But you got to adapt, and that's the yeah. thing. You know, adapt to everything. Something comes up to stop you, find a way to get around. A hurdle yeah. stops you from progressing. Find a way yeah. to get around it. You know, yeah. a lot of the times people, the reason I feel like a lot of people are not able to succeed other like than financial reasons or whatever is because they just stopped adapting. Like they, they got yeah. to a point where like, yes, I can adapt to this. They, they are able to adapt to problem one, two, three. By the time they get to number four, they're like, holy shit. I've achieved so much, but then there's this obstacle that seems so huge and you just get very discouraged. Yeah. You know, and that to me is one of the major killers of people's drive. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. That happened to me many times when I got this job as a teacher, I felt like maybe I should just settle into a career type job. Mm -hmm. You know, like when I graduated university, I didn't want to be a teacher. Everyone kept saying, why don't you be a teacher? Why don't you be a teacher? Why? Because, you know, I'm a foreigner. I can make a ton of money. That that wasn't my goal. Yeah. When I got out of university, one of my main goals was to create some form of business that would be relatively successful. Right out of university, that didn't pan out and things changed. You know, Mm -hmm. then I got a job as a teacher. I adapted to my work style, my lifestyle, sorry. And now that dream is coming back. Yeah. You know, so like I'm able to revisit it. And then COVID okay. hits. It's like, bam, yeah. Rona. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, things changed. I'm not able to go out a lot, not able to meet with uh, some people that I want to talk to about this type of thing. Yeah. And, you know, we adapted. And what yeah, was yeah. one of the fruits of that adaptation? This podcast. Yeah. Shameless yeah, yeah. plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never know what would uh, come, come of certain situations or. Just like you're saying, you're trying to get some positives out of it, even though you can't fully pursue that dream you want yet, at least not to the uh, 100%, but still you're doing something uh, that's helping you out in other ways, perhaps, or maybe preparing you for when you can fully go back to life 100%, you would at least have prepared some maybe skills or maybe uh, uh, whatever it is, uh, tools, if you may, that might help you out. I mean, right now especially is perfect for that type of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, you ever heard Col- of a website called uh, Udemy? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I know it. So Udemy has like a bunch of really great courses to learn whatever you want. 
and I think it was during the first couple months of the uh, the, lo- the quarantine, okay. a lot of the courses that were like five six hundred dollars or something dropped to seventy bucks. You know, some okay. I, I I get that seventy dollars is not something that everyone can just throw out, especially yeah. what happened during the quarantine. A lot of people lost jobs and were yeah. you know ready for that kind of uh, hit investment. So, oh, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, hit investment, whatever you want to say. But like, yeah. it was tough. The very first couple months were tough, and like, I get it. But those deals remained. Yeah, you know. So once we're past the second month, third month. Everyone started adjusting a lot. Everyone adapted, right? Yeah. The courses and Udemy and all that good stuff, there's a lot more, by the way. I think Skillshare is also one. Um, yeah. All these places have deals. Yeah. Best also, time to start learning a skill when you're sitting at home doing absolutely fuck all. Yeah. And like Harvard University, I saw that they they provide a lot of free courses. I'm like, holy crap. Like in oh, programming yeah. and psychology and uh, like uh, uh, language learning, etc. Like there was a lot. So you're right. Like if you want to find something according to adaptability, you will find it like people, I guess humans. Yeah, we as humans need to be taught at an early age that adaptability is a really strong uh, feature in us built into us that we don't know. And we don't know how powerful it is and how how much we can adapt as people. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and uh, we and we have more control over it than we know. Um, I've had personal experiences with that even before COVID. I don't always like to bring this up, but I have to because it did teach, teach me a lot. Like uh, back in 2014. Why do you feel you have to? Are you like forcing it upon yourself or do no, you feel like... No, <laughs> I have to bring... No, no. I'll tell you why. Like when I mention it, I'll explain more what I mean. Uh, the, when I went back in 2014, I happened to go to the military and spend a year there. So before oh, okay. that, b- before that, all I did was just like I had an ordinary life. I was in my room and I just... Went before that, yeah, it was university and college, blah, 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 and then just normal routine of my life of watching what stuff. What people hey. would call an average Joe. Yeah, an average Joe. So <laughs> then imagine you're just taken out of all of that, and then you're just thrown into a desert. You eat food you would never eat, and then you meet people you never imagined you would meet, and then you you have to take orders from people, and, and like you're probably used to your own freedom, perhaps, so you could do whatever you want whenever you want. Then like, no, you can't do that anymore. You have to sleep at a certain time, wake up at a certain time every day for an entire year. And you have to do certain jobs. And it's like a completely different universe, if you may, or dimension than you never imagined you would be in. But then then the interesting thing is that you look around you and you look at yourself. Everybody has a different way of dealing with it. Some people, it didn't matter. This was actually easier for them than their own lifestyle. Their lifestyle was much worse. That probably mm-hmm. they're probably working three jobs or something and trying to help their parents out just to make a living. Uh, other people, oh, okay. it, it, they were maybe, um, I don't want to say spoiled, but maybe more privileged. And then this is much tougher for them to be able to deal with it, either psychologically or physically. Uh, so, and others were like, oh, this is crap. I don't want to be here. And they made it harder on themselves. <laughs> so... But for yeah. me, honestly, like always, I'm, I, that's that's like always yeah. focusing on a negative. It's yeah, like, shit. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. People like to bring up the shit. I'm not saying I didn't get bothered by it. Of course, there was a lot I didn't like about it. And of course, I don't like to always remember it. But what I do like to remember about it is what I did learn, because right when I was done with it in 2015, I had a weird feeling. I was like, this is actually a weird achievement that I overcame this. Yes, it was an entire year. Believe me, it was it was hard to have an entire year of your life where it's not yeah. your choice that you have to do something. 
for those of you that are flips upside down yeah and and like like after nine months literally i remember i was like what am i doing here i want to (laughs) leave so but then after it was over i was like wow i actually went through that year you i couldn't believe i went through that year now when i think back if i go back now i don't know if i will have the same strength to do that to be able Mm. to have that patience and to deal with people i didn't want to deal with because why did you grow soft (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's actually one of the reasons. I'm not ashamed to say that. I don't want every time I try to start to not have as much patience as I did or start to not be able to handle adversity as much as I used to. I'm like, remember the crap you went through? It, it, it's much worse than what you're in now. So I'm like, yeah, okay. That's true. So yeah, but of course, at the end of the day, we're still human. I know we can still... There's only so much that you're able to... Yeah, absorb. exactly, exactly. <laughs> but still, like it's, it's an experience that can teach you how much you can adapt. And I surprised myself of how yeah. much... I adapted to what's around me that is completely different than what I used to do in my life. So, yeah, you just never know what you can adapt to or what you can deal with. Like if you throw someone in a desert and you tell them uh, you're going to live, live, they they, want to know what to do at first. But if you try to guide them, they will adapt eventually. Kind of like those oh, yeah. uh, those TV shows. Uh, I don't know if you know this show called oh, uh, Sur- Survivor. Survivor. Exactly. Yeah, you read my mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck that show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But anyway, still, it's this kind of a similar point where people like they were living in a city or whatever, and then they threw them yeah. in the jungle and they have to live <laughs> together and stuff. So it's yeah. It's, Honestly, I love that show. Well, yeah. I don't love it. I love the concept. Yeah. Where it takes like these really privileged bitches. <laughs> yeah. Then, like, yeah. You throw them in the wilderness and like, hey guys. You got to live with these people yeah. to try and survive. And you just see how fucking annoying other people are, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me if there's a dog barking in the background. Anyways. Um, oh, man. It's yeah. all good. I, I forgot to close my window. So, yeah. like, there's all these amazing sounds of cars. And there's, like, this really low hum of an air conditioner that I have to uh, somehow blot out. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I'm just saying circumstantially things change you and stuff. and. We can change if we want to and if we allow ourselves to look at it the right way. Like, also growth, it happens sometimes without you wanting it. But also, it's it's very connected to how you look at things. Because if you always look at things that they're... they're I know it's easier said than done. I'm not saying it's that simple yeah. that, oh, you're going to grow and everything's positive and everything's beautiful and sunshine and rainbow. No, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work yeah, that way. that's when you just start talking out your ass. Yeah, no, <laughs> but uh, you, like, let me put it this way. You have to get your ass kicked in life to learn. Okay, basically. Oh, yeah. So that's, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that shit. Yeah, basically, that's just how it is. Just don't always think of it as something bad. <laughs> and so yeah, just... my moment, like my similar, like it's not a similar moment. It's nowhere near that. Okay. Right? It's impossible. <laughs> but like my version of that story is basically like when I moved to Egypt. Oh, okay. All right. Right. Imagine growing up in one place for like 15 years uh-huh. and then suddenly uprooting everything you know dropping yourself <laughs> into a completely foreign place yeah where you have absolutely zero knowledge <laughs> yeah. of their customs their culture and everything else in between yeah yeah and then they shove you in a school there <laughs> yeah, that's a big big step man it was huge like i literally sat in that classroom and i just, i was like i fucking hate my life right now and i was yeah. looking around and like the desks were wood and the chair was wood i was like bro what is this fucking ghetto shit yeah. <laughs> there wasn't even a fucking carpet yeah man. like this I is know. coming from a guy that like you know lived in the states for 15 years i'm sitting yeah. there to me what school is is like a nice 
comfortable, warm environment. Yeah. With a carpet, a really welcoming teacher, plastic chairs that conform to your ass so you don't like <laughs> end up with ass pain when yeah. you get up from your chair after like an hour. Okay. And what did I get? I got like Wooded fucking chair. plywood chairs that, like, the moment you sit on it, it could rip your pants because they didn't <laughs> yeah. hammer the nail in properly. Yes, I know that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, bro, what is this? And the teacher <laughs> comes in and he sees you and he's like, "Holy shit, we have a foreigner." It's like, thank you for pointing out the obvious. Now I feel like <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, though to be fair, that teacher that I encountered, the very first teacher that did that, was really cool. I ended up like, yeah, becoming friends. He was like the coolest teacher at the school at that time. Cool. You know, so I was like, yo, this guy's a bro. Yeah. And it turns out, like, I taught his um, his niece. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow. So, so that, like, the, the world is really fucking small. Small world, yeah. <laughs> At actually, least in our society. It is. Yeah. I actually can kind of relate to that in a way. Like, I'm not saying I, like, yes, I know a lot about Egypt. But, of course, still, I didn't live here my whole life. When I when I started going to school here, and, yes, I'm going to be honest about this. I wasn't when I was a student because the, my teachers had the power of grades. <laughs> Um, when I first went to school, I was shocked at the English of the teachers, even the English teachers. I was like, what the hell are they saying? What is this? Oh man. (laughs) And I'm like, what? Uh, Then I had a hard time to start to adapt and understand what they're saying, that what they're saying is they're like, oh, it's British English. I'm like, no, it's not, bitch. This is not not English. (laughs) This is not for me. Like that was kind of normal to be fair, because like where I lived in the States, uh, there was a bunch of foreigners all the time. Uh So, like, I dealt with people that always had accents. Okay, cool. So, to me, the language barrier wasn't really there. Mm, um, okay. What was there, though, was the students that were my age. Actually, no, they weren't my age. I'm sorry. I was, like, a year and a half, two years older than everyone in the school. Oh, okay. uh, Sorry, not school. My class. Classic. Because, you know, I yeah. went through all six or, no, at that time, I think it was grade 10 or 11 or something. I went through all years of schooling. Some people skipped out on grades because, like, there's some uh, disparity between, like, the national and the American or whatever. Yeah, I know. But that's beside the point. I know, yeah. The point was, or is, that these students have almost zero command of the language, right? Yeah. Teachers, they were, like, my teachers, they were fine. I had no problem with my teachers. Uh, the students, on the other hand, I was like, damn, how am yeah. I going to do projects with these people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was really weird. It was tougher, yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, we, we already covered that shit back in episode one, so we're not going to talk about that no more. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that to me, that's the only type of experience that I can think of that is somewhat similar to yours, where I was pulled from an environment that I'm very comfortable with being oh, okay. in, yeah, and yeah. then throw it into something brand new and having to adapt. Yeah. And eventually I did. It was yeah, great. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it might have been too great to the point where a lot of my friends were like, bruh, you're Egyptian. It's like, fuck, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's just because, like, the, some of the mannerisms and things I do and say, they're like, yeah. yo, you have no idea how Egyptian that is. I'm like, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I have friends that, that, are, that are, like, foreigners, and they, they know the streets in Egypt a lot. Well, I'm not a good example. I'm terrible at the, the local real-life geography. But I'm talking yeah, about, like, when I ask you how to get to your place, and you're like, well, yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> I can get to my house from Road 90. And I'm like, bro, we're going from interior. And you just sat there, you're like, um, hold on, let me pull up GPS. <laughs> At least, uh, okay, I mean, locals who know directions, some people, they know better directions than them then. So, anyways, yeah. Yeah. It's all about adapting. Like, yeah. in the end, it's just how we're able to really function in, like, a place that's not really our comfort zone. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? I think that would be a great, like, lesson to implement in um, 
anything. Yeah. Literally anything. I mean, like, yeah. soft skills. Maybe I don't know if it would be considered soft skills. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, throw someone into a class where they're forced to do something they're not comfortable with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, like, within reason. Yeah, of course. You know, it, ha- it's, it has to be within reason. You or can't sam- ask someone to go it. in there and be like, yo, strip. It's like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, for example, um, you go into a room. Mm-hmm. You know nobody in the room. So you're alone. Yeah. And you just dance like a fool across the room. Right? Go <laughs> yeah. from one wall to another. Yeah. And everyone does the same thing. That, yeah. like, breaks the comfort barrier. Okay. You know? And then, like, eventually everyone gets a good laugh at it and you meet more people. Yeah, It's yeah. something that helps in breaking the ice with others. And it might give you, know, you more it, confidence. It helps with approaching people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's the type of change that people should be comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, something that's forced upon you. Yeah. Change with it. Go with the flow. Not really go with the flow. What am I talking about? Don't King Jelly Bean that shit. No. Find a way to, like, adapt to it, but at the same time, learn from it as well. Oh, okay. You know, like, yeah, makes sense. You have to learn from the experience. I mean, if you take nothing from this entire five months of being at home, then, you know, that's on you. Yeah. You know, like, there's people that have probably learned a language while they're sitting at home. Yeah. Using yeah. all these super weird apps, by the way, which I'm not going to name because we're not a sponsor. Anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, like you could have learned a lot of things. Yep. And it's on you really to you know put that drive in. And yeah, yeah. I feel like if you don't have that kind of drive, it's going to be very difficult for you to reach anything in your life other than yep. you know what you're used to. Because yeah, yeah. dreams, in order to make them reality, yeah. you have to work really hard for it. And you're going to encounter a lot of shit thrown in your face. Shoved in your mouth, put in your nostrils. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it's terrible. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Like, it's basically, I guess, all of that can be, or all of what we were saying can be summed up into, uh, if you're if you're, uh, if you're, you're easy on life, life is going to be hard on you. If you're hard on life, life, <laughs> life is going to be easy on you. So, yeah. even, even though it's kind of vague what I'm saying, but yeah, I mean, it's true. No, it's not. Like, if, if it's vague to people, then, you know, that means they were that not makes... able to grasp something or, like, yeah. they didn't go through what we're talking about. Yeah. And they haven't experienced it yet. Yeah. But when they do, they'll know. Yeah. You know, so it, it's it's something like that. Yeah. But like, you know what else can be summed up really what? well? You know that meme from I think his name is Bear Grylls or something like that? I hear he's about like him pointing a lot. at you and he's like, adapt, overcome, survive, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> that meme is literally <laughs> like twenty twenty. Yeah. That's twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I just we, I guess we hope that like a lot of people would uh, maybe come out of this with something positive and whatever somebody's been through or is going through, I hope they, they go through it eventually because yeah. yeah, I mean, COVID, no matter how long it lasts still, like there has to be some way to deal with things. There's always a way to adapt. Uh, everything changes, changes is, is, is an essentiality of the universe. Basically, no matter how big or how small there is always change around us, even if we don't feel it. So just this time in 2020 the changes the change is very apparent and very it's like the big white elephant oh, in, yeah yeah the big white elephant in the room that everybody has to deal with so yeah literally yeah. you can't ignore that shit no more yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah if you want to add anything else before we wrap this up uh, i think we're pretty good i mean yeah we've said our piece you know what i mean yeah and if we do continue i think it's just gonna be repetitive and who wants to listen to us on repeat you can do that but you know yeah uh but yeah we've been the unadulterated podcast yeah where we tell it like it is until next time guys peace suit peace guys peace thanks for listening